Well, welcome church. So glad that you are with us this morning, no matter how you came here, whether you walked, you biked, I don't think anyone did that, or you rode. Uh, glad that you are with us today. So glad. We are in week two of our series called Naturally Supernatural because uh, there, there's just a, a lot to it. I'll, actually, I'll, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'll get to this in just a moment. Uh, I want to ask a question for you first. Um, have you ever, maybe it's more common these days, I don't know. Have you ever received a text, a call, a message of some sort? Have you ever received a message of some kind from someone but it did not sound like them. When I was in high school, I remember a time when a best friend of mine had started dating this girl, and, and she, was, she was fine. Um, she was a little possessive. She was very jealous. Um, it's high school, okay, who cares? But, you know, it was, it was real. And at times, even when we were hanging out, it seemed like he wasn't even there because he was always on the phone with her, okay? I remember we went to Tennessee once. Me, him, a friend of ours, and he was in the phone, he, he was in the hall on the phone until like one in the morning, you know? Just, just trying to, not even talking to her, just letting her know, no, honey, there are no girls here. No, it's, you're the only one for me. No, like this, you know, and going on and on and on. <clears throat> and, 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 you know, that, that's just how, how she was and that's how he was. Well, one day, I get a text from my friend that simply reads, and listen, this is so high school. You can roll your eyes with me, okay? I don't relish in telling this story. It just is a fact, and it's what happened in my life. I get a text from my friend that says, hey, who was the last girl I kissed? So, so high school. I thought what a stupid question I mean, wouldn't you know of all people? Like, wouldn't you remember? Until I had a thought. Is this my friend or is it her? You know, using a little bit of discernment, I read that text again. And that's when I noticed the grammar and punctuation was way too good to be my friend. Comma use, a question mark at the end. This is not my friend at all. It was too good to be my buddy. So a few days later, he tells me he and this girl broke up. Uh, she was going through his phone and blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. I don't want to talk about that story anymore because it's so high school. Ugh. Anyway, so now I'm not the best at anything, but I, want, I bring that up because I want to say looking back, hey, I used some decent discernment, Right? I figured out rather quickly who was really talking to me. And so we're going to spend some time today talking about discernment because it is hugely important in our lives. You know, maybe in culture you've heard it called uh, a gut feeling, or if you are Pastor Jacob, you call it your holy gut. I don't know. But no matter what, we use discernment to figure out what is really going on. And our faith requires a lot of discernment at times because maybe you're praying about a job opportunity today and you're like, I'm coming to church for the first time in forever. Here I am, I'm at church or I'm at this church for the first time and I wanna hear the voice of God. I wanna discern his will for my life. Or maybe you feel anxious or hesitant about something 
and you are praying about it. Discernment is a huge part of prayer. And so when we communicate with God, how are we sure we are really hearing from him and not something else? I mean, how do I know it's God and not something maybe evil? How do I know it's God and not just myself thinking these thoughts and putting it in my own head? How do we discern if we are really hearing from God or not? So that is where we're going to be today for just a few minutes, because the point I'm, I'm, I'm making is that hearing from God should be a natural result of a supernatural relationship we have with Jesus. And so if you are the note taker today, uh, the sermon title is a question. It's an important question. Is God speaking to me? We're going to break this down a little bit. Uh, it's going to be really, really good for us because this is so important. <clears throat> I mean, in, in our new series here, this is all about helping one another and challenging each other to embrace a more naturally supernatural relationship with God. And last week was a great start. I'm not just patting myself on the back because it was, you know, we we're all in the Bible, okay? But, but I do think last week was a good start. And, and I encourage you to go back and listen to that because we talked about the importance of not putting God in a box, in a theological box of our own making. And for our purposes today, we are going to continue to talk about the supernatural because that's what prayer is. Prayer is, is way more than just words or reciting some memorized prayer that, that you were given at six or seven. But prayer is a supernatural lifeline to the creator of the universe. But there's some understandable confusion around it sometimes. So let's answer this question, is God speaking to me? Now, uh, you can go ahead and flip to Hebrews 1. Uh, give me a minute before we jump into Hebrews 1, though. Before we get into that text today, uh, I need some help <clears throat> uh, preaching this morning. Uh, and, and so I'm going to call to mind something that is archaic in technology. It's called a radio. Anyone remember what those used to be, right? Yeah, yeah, some of you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they didn't just come in your car, but people used to actually buy radios with an antenna that did this and dials and all this, okay? Um, in, in case you don't remember, I, I think that visual was, was, was good enough. So think of a radio right now with this question in mind, is God speaking to me, okay? Uh, initially, it's a resounding yes yes to that question, um, but there's some understanding that we need first, okay, because is every voice we hear, is it God? Or is it just the really loud ones? Or is it just through the Bible? Or is it just through worship? Or is it just the pastor? Or is it just the pastor on TV that's, that's telling me who God is? Because here's, here's, what I, 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 here's where I want your mind this morning. When you think of the voice of God, think of a radio. It's always on, always communicating. But the question is, am I really listening? Am I dialed in to hear the right voice? Or am I just clicking search over and over and over in hopes that something that sounds good will come? Are we aware? Are we seeking God? Are we dialed in in such a way that we can hear his voice clearly? Or are we constantly seeking things from other voices? To answer the question simply, is God speaking to me? Yes, 
But the question is, are you listening to what he's truly saying to you? Some examples from Scripture. In Genesis 1.28, God spoke directly to Adam and Eve. In Genesis 12.1, God spoke directly to Abraham. In Exodus 3, God spoke to Moses through a burning bush. I mean, Hebrews 1.1 says this. The very first sentence in the book of Hebrews says this. Long ago, at many times, and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. So the examples, these, these really go on and on with God speaking to his people. In fact, there are over 2,000 recorded instances of God speaking to people in the Old Testament. And now we look ahead to the New Testament, or we look ahead to one verse. Hebrews 1-2 says this, But in these last days, these are the last days, if you will, not to get spooky on you, but you can go back and listen to Revelation about that. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. So, church, what does this all mean? It means that God has spoken to us all through his son, Jesus. God makes use of anything and anyone he can to speak to us. I mean, think of Luke 1.28. It was an angel that came to Mary. And then, you know, for Joseph, which I always thought, I'd rather have an angel than a dream but whatever. Uh, you know, Joseph has a dream, and in the dream, an angel speaks to him, right? So here's, here's the point, more or less, of today, okay? God desires to communicate to his people. He desires to communicate to you. It is really, really important to take God's word, yes, as his word, and also apply his word. Because uh, some think that this Bible is the end-all and be-all when it comes to God speaking to us. And yes, please read your, your Bible. But if we apply the Bible, then we would know that God's voice goes beyond words on pages. But it's okay if you don't believe me. If that doesn't sit well with you, let's quote Jesus. John 14 Jesus says this, he says, these things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the helper, it's the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you. That make anyone else uncomfortable? That the Holy Spirit will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So the Holy Spirit will teach us and remind us of what Jesus has also already said. So when we choose to follow Jesus, he has promised us that he will send us the Holy Spirit to guide us, encourage us, to warn us, to help us, and empower us. As God has historically spoken to his people, we can then trust Jesus at his word as the Holy Spirit now speaks to us in all sorts of ways. And here are some common ways we can hear from God today, okay? This isn't an exhaustive list, but these were the first few things that I think are really historic in terms of the Bible and in line with the character of God. 
Um, here are some ways that God speaks to us. The very first one, most obvious one, is Scripture, okay? And I know some will choose one over the other, Bible or the Holy Spirit. You don't have to do that, okay? We talked about that last week. You don't have to pick one or the other. We, we want to pursue both uh, because we can experience both in a supernatural way. But I will confess fully, if you're sitting here today, how do I hear from God today? I mean, it is as simple as this. Okay? It's pretty, pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Now, I don't want to say, like, just open it and pick. You know, you'll get, like, the dimensions of the ark or something. Like, I don't think... You were praying about a job, and he gave you, he gave you dimensions to the ark of the covenant. I don't know. Um, th- don't do that, but... As, as you would have a relationship with someone else, I very much believe that, hey, let's have a relationship with his word and let's know it. Um, it is already laid out for us. It points us to God's law, his love, his son, his standards. God has historically spoken and we can know him through the powerful word of God. Something I've heard a lot uh, since I was a kid is that we shouldn't complain that we're not hearing from God if our Bible is always closed. I just think the simplest way, if you want to hear from God, just open his word. You could say it like this. It's like trying to assemble something from that God-forsaken place, Ikea. Uh, If you've ever tried to assemble anything from Ikea, you know uh, it requires instructions, and it requires help. And I hate that, but it does. It requires help. And so maybe you're the, you're the type of person that's like, I don't need the instructions. And so you just have the image on the box. And so you build whatever it is. You build the dresser, the shelving unit, the, the whatever. But maybe you have some extra parts. Ah. Maybe it's a little wobbly, you know. Well, okay, it's likely you left some important things out. And the Bible helps us assemble a life that God has intended for human flourishing. I'm really having flashbacks to vacation Bible school right now. Um, you know, the, certain things get ingrained in you in, in a good way. And I think this was one of them. Um, but I remember in Bible school, we learned that the Bible is an acronym, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. And it is, it is still in there, rattling around my brain. Uh, but it's a, it's, it's a little cliche, it's a little cheesy, but it's cheesy and it's true, okay? Uh, now, another way God speaks to us, it is prayer. It is prayer. Um, I, I have a lot of different stories about prayer and, and how it has uh, worked in my life, how, how God has spoken to me through prayer. Um, but one in particular comes to mind when um, my uh, then girlfriend and I were dating, uh, Kelsey and I, uh, for Valentine's Day, we, we gave each other like seven things we were supposed to do for other people. And one of the things that she gave me was to go sit at a waterfall and journal. And I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit because that's not what I like to do. But I know it's probably good for my soul, though. And so I I went for it. And I sat at this waterfall with a journal. No music, no nothing, just the water. And at the time, once I actually was sitting in silence for a little bit, certain questions kind of came up because I had, at that time, I had huge questions about life, about a potential marriage with Kelsey, about my life calling and I remember bringing those things to God and, and journaling about them, even drawing a little bit. And I vividly remember the phrase coming to me. It was just three words. Bring 
the kingdom. And that no matter what I do for a living, there, there was a lot of peace in that and a lot of uh, ambiguity at the same time of, of, of bringing the kingdom because I'm like, God, should I be a pastor? Should I be a teacher? Should I do something else? Should I marry this person? Should, should I just let it be what it is and not put pressure on it, which she would like? But anyway, what do I do? All these questions. And I feel like the Lord just gave me three words. And, and from that, I just simply took that no matter what I do for a living, pastor, teacher, military, construction, coffee shop manager, the calling would be the same. To bring the kingdom of God into my life and watch him work. Or put another way, live a naturally supernatural lifestyle. I have many examples of prayer in my life. I could go on and on. Um, But I hope you do too. And if you don't yet, I hope that you would listen, that you would dial in because God is certainly speaking. Uh, Another way that God speaks to us is through fellow believers. I discussed this a little bit last week, but we are to bring our concerns and prayers to one another, to help one another. And sometimes it gets wild. Sometimes it gets pretty freaky. Uh, A friend of mine, actually, uh, we called her and her family if they wanted to come plant a church with us. This is late 2019, and they were considering it. And uh, you can correct me after church, Lauren, if, if I got this wrong. Uh, but from what I remember, that no one, no one at the time knew that we were going to go plant the church. And so um, she goes forward at church in this ministry time. And she just says, I'm not going to say anything, you know, but like, if the Lord leads you to give me a word today, I want to hear it. And the person who was praying for her just waited And that person said, I'm hearing the word go. I don't know if Lauren would tell you this or not, but she then is just like sobbing, right? Like, (laughs) how did you know, you know? But it wasn't because some things are just wild like that, right? Some things are, are, are crazy. And then other things just, they're not like that. They're not as wild. Because sometimes the Lord speaks to us through a friend who has to have a hard conversation with us. Hey, listen, I love you. There are some inconsistencies going on in your life right now, though. Those can be hard to hear, but as a good parent warns their children of the dangers of playing in the street, God will warn us of the dangers of our own sin through our fellow believers as well. Uh, Two more, and then I want to move forward. Uh, Another one is through creation, okay? Um, I think there is is so much beauty in things like rainbows and mountain ranges, uh, beaches. I think uh, the birth of a child, I could go on and on and on. Creation points us to a creator. The question is, are we we paying attention? Uh, And then uh, lastly, also, uh, I think God speaks to us in circumstances, And I mean, if you want to talk about God moving and speaking to his people through circumstances, um, unless you lived under a rock, you probably heard about this, um, but the situation that surrounded uh, Buffalo Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, two weeks ago, was a reminder that God speaks and God can draw us together even in the darkest of circumstances. If you don't know, this young man's heart literally stopped. On, after a play and on the field, they had to take life-saving measures in front of thousands of people in the stadium and millions of people watching. 
for 10, almost 10 minutes, this young man's heart had stopped. And no one knew if he was going to make it. And so he gets, eventually he gets put into the ambulance and he gets rushed to a hospital. And he, around so much uncertainty in these crazy circumstances, the heartbreaking circumstances, the entire sports world began praying. They literally began speaking the name of God on mainstream television. Uh, one analyst even prayed on live TV in Jesus' name. And, and honestly, at a time where it was out of control and this young man's life could have easily ended, God was moving and DeMar's life was saved. And, and, and since then, since uh, this happened, the doctors have said in his recovery that his recovery just shouldn't have happened at all. One doctor, as bold, said, it's a miracle. That young man was able to head home last week. God speaks to us in circumstances. Church, are, are we listening? It doesn't have to be on ESPN for us to pay attention. What is God speaking to you in your circumstance this morning, right here, right now? Because he's speaking to us. So those may be fine. Those may be good for you. But what about practically? Like, how can we position ourselves practically to hear from God? Well, number one, we must expect to hear from him. Yeah, like, you hear me? Like, like, we just simply must expect to hear from God. A simple prayer, honestly, is best. Uh, there's, there's, there's really a great outline in 1 Samuel 3.10. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. It's like the shortest, best outline ever for a prayer. Because if we truly expect to hear from him, then we are ready for the next part. And number two is that we sincerely engage. That means that we don't go through the motions, that we don't just pursue a checklist, but we pause, we allow silence, we open ourselves up to the things of God. God, what are you wanting to speak to? I remember uh, a while back, I heard a pastor sharing this bit of wisdom. He said, um, he was talking about a region in which Jesus lived and how this is still possible to see today, but how local shepherds would bring their various flocks home from different pastures uh, where they would graze all day. And these different sheep from different flocks would all then gather around the same watering hole and they would get all mixed up all over the place. And that just looking at them, you couldn't tell who was who, who belonged to who. I mean, think about this. Six or more different flocks, all pining for the same watering hole. They're all over each other. But the shepherds were not worried because history tells us something that is true even today. It was true 2,000 years ago, and it's true today that when it's time to leave, each shepherd has their own distinct call that his sheep know very well. There's no need to sort through the sheep in the midst of chaos, but instead, they would hear their call. Maybe it was a word, maybe it was a whistle, but once they heard it, the specific sheep knew, and they would withdraw 
from the watering hole and follow the shepherd. The sheep know the shepherd's voice, even among all the noise and the chaos. They still follow. Reminds me of Jesus' words in John 10, 27. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I mean, imagine how, how different life would be if we were listening for the voice of God. Yeah, in the midst of your really boring job. Or, yeah, in the midst of your never-stopping, very chaotic job. What if while, while we were at the grocery store, we were still dialed in to hear the voice of God? In the midst of, of some great, great, great difficulties, what if we were still expecting to hear our shepherd call to us? And so, if I can be really honest, man, there are some Sundays I leave here, and I think, man, I'm dialed in. 102.3. That's the voice of the Lord right there. I'm dialed in, baby. I don't know that. So if that's a secular station, I didn't say that. Uh, but do you ever leave church and you're just kind of like on a spiritual high? Like, man, God was moving. Or the Lord spoke to me. Or, wow, like the presence of God was just amazing. I mean, I think that was some of us last week. But then by Wednesday afternoon, we're not dialed in anymore. And it's really, really hard to make sense of what is God and what isn't. Certainly by Friday night, we're like, what is going on? Or if you have kids by Sunday afternoon, you're like, ah! It's all a wash. I believe when we expect to hear from God and we sincerely engage that we will hear his voice. But here's the third part that is just as important. Number three, that we would discern what we've heard. And this, is, this, this gets difficult but it's so important because maybe you have expected him to speak and maybe you have engaged with him, maybe in prayer, worship, scripture, through a fellow believer. Maybe it's happened, but maybe after some discerning, you realize that wasn't God at all. It's happened to me. Uh, if it hasn't happened to you yet, it likely will, by the way. Uh, I had a well-meaning friend of mine message me one day. And she said, the opening words were, God, God told me to tell you, pause, never lead with that. That is, that is, that is dangerous. Don't, don't just say, God told me to tell you. Um, I don't know, unless you're quoting scripture in context. I don't know. Don't, don't lead with that, okay? But, but this well-meaning friend of mine, she said, God told me to tell you um, that you need to be a missionary in Iraq. Right? But I, I didn't want to just dismiss it, okay, because she, she, she's a godly person. And I do believe, like, she had a, a pure heart in it and everything, you know what I mean? And so I, I, I sincerely took it to the Lord. I sincerely held it, not with a closed fist. Okay, God, she's wrong, right? But as best I could, with an open hand. Because God has done more outrageous things than tell someone to go be a missionary, okay? So I don't want to at all undercut what she was trying to do, but with an open hand. Okay, Lord, is this something I need to look into, I need to pursue? 
Because I think sometimes we already have our, our, our minds made up, and so, yeah, we come to God with that closed fist. All right, God, confirm my bias. Didn't think so. Don't do that. <clears throat> so in the moment, that was news to me. Okay, Iraq. All right. Um, I, I still, I, I, want to, I want to hear from the Lord in this. Even if I don't care with how this started, God told me to tell you, I still want to hear what the Lord has and just ask, God, is this you? Is this you? And so uh, as I stand here today, I think you can figure out where I landed ultimately, uh, that that wasn't for me, um, but it was after asking others to pray with me, to pray for me, to consider these things. Now, another, another complication that we run into when it comes to hearing the voice of God is confusing what we want with God's confirmation. You ever, you ever do that? You ever pray about something? You're like, well, I really want it. God gives me the passions of my heart, so here I go, you know. The heart is deceitful above all things, but that's the side. It's like this. It's like this. When you're looking for something, you will likely find it. Have you ever got a new car? Okay. Not a new car, but new to you. Have you ever got a new car? All of a sudden, everyone on the road drives your car. Wow, 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 it's everywhere. It's because that's what you look for. What you look for, you will find, okay? And so this happens sometimes when we're praying too. Uh, a few years ago, my wife and I, we were praying about our next steps as a ministry family. And so for a couple of months, it seemed like we were being called to potentially lead a church in Los Angeles. And you know what's really funny? Uh, we humans, we are meaning-making creatures. And we will pull meaning from things that don't actually have much. And so early on, I was convinced, not we, I was convinced, I wasn't as discerning as my wife, I was convinced, though, this was the route for our family. So anytime I saw or heard anything about L.A., I was having trouble discerning. Is this God's voice or is this me? Watching TV, there's a reference to LA. A thousand people die. Yeah, that's the Lord. I should go. The weather's nice. Anytime I was at a mall, someone's wearing a Lakers jersey. Lord. I'm just glad I had enough sense to know LeBron moving to L.A. was not a sign for me to join him, okay? And honestly, thank God the L.A. Rams won the Super Bowl last year instead of three years ago because I could have believed that was God too, okay? Here's what I'm trying to say. Jokes aside, here's what I'm trying to say. We can confuse our wants with the voice of God, so we need to discern if it is or not, Okay, I, I don't have time to get into all of it, but we planted this church here in Louisville in 2020. That obviously had to be the voice of God, okay? Because nothing good came from that year, right? But we, but we did not take that job elsewhere, but it only came from just expecting that God is gonna speak to me. From sincerely engaging with him in prayer and wisdom from others that then led us to realize that path was not for us to pursue any longer. So church, here's my encouragement, okay? We must be people who are humble, 
discerning and open to being wrong. You were with me until I said that last part. I can see it on your faces. I mean it. Humble, discerning, and open to being wrong. How do I know if I'm wrong? Don't overcomplicate it. One of the easiest ways to know is by knowing his word. One of the easiest ways is reading the Bible. Because if it violates his, his, his will for our flourishing, that's not God. You can call it God. That's probably just confirmation bias. It's probably just a good vibe of your own making, okay? And some things will be super easy to recognize, and some just aren't. So let me wrap up these questions here with, or let me wrap up with some questions here that I certainly believe will help you discern, is God really speaking to me? Okay, just three questions as we wrap up. The first one, I'm, I'm just gonna sound like a broken record, but no apologies. Is it biblical? Is it biblical? And by that, it's not a matter of, um, well, if you should take this hedge fund job or whatever, you know, those didn't, those aren't really in the Bible per se. This is more about, is, is this consistent with the canon of Scripture? Because I think there are certainly some industries that the Lord will not call you into. And there are some things that might be up in the air. Is it biblical? Uh, another question. What does my community say about this? Because when you belong to a trusted and healthy community, you can rely on them to pray for you and pray with you and then humbly share with you what they feel like the Lord is leading them to. Again, not saying, okay, God told me to tell you. That's dangerous. But instead, I love how like uh, Chris and Melissa, they're our uh, prayer team leaders. Chris does this thing. Mm. But I love it because he's chewing on it. He's thinking about it, you know? And he says, he says, you know, I, the Lord could be saying this. You know, the image that comes to my mind, do you hear kind of the, the humility in that? Like, hey, this may not mean anything to you right now. That's fine. But here's what, you know, kind of came to me. And you can do that in a healthy community. And then the last question, uh, what is the fruit of this? You know, holiness, it, it produces something that we call the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians 5. If you don't know that, um, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, uh, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and, and, and self-control. Is this producing fruit? Is God... Is God speaking to me today? Yes, I, I, I certainly believe it. And discerning his voice is absolutely possible. But we must be open and equally humble. So church, please read your Bible. Be expectant. Look for God in your life and in your circumstances. See God at work in your local church. Be people of great faith that no matter what comes, that you believe God is moving in your life because he is, because he simply is. If you want to see God move supernaturally, 
then you need to expect him to show up naturally. And so may we take hold of this truth, be open to the Holy Spirit, and be willing to be wrong at times. Because faith is spelled R-I-S-K. It is. It's a risk, but that's what faith is. Uh, Band, would you all please come up as as I wrap up here? Uh, Church, last, last week... We concluded our time by standing, and, and, and I just prayed a prayer. And I want to I do that again this week. Because I believe that God wants to move in our lives. I believe he wants to speak to you today. But it takes a humble heart. It takes an openness and a willingness to be wrong. Because you don't need the perfect worship set to hear from God. Like we talked about last week, you don't need my my prettiest preaching to hear from God. You have breath in your lungs. You can hear from God. So would you mind to please stand as as we humbly recognize that that God is moving in this place. I want to read this prayer to us. So we say, Lord, Lord, Expand what I think is possible. Make me more aware of your Spirit's leading. Help me see divine opportunities in the ordinary. And may I give you all the glory, no matter the outcome. Come, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen.